welcome back to the Light the Fight DMs. What DM stands for is direct message. And so, I don't know, there's some song. Maybe we can get Dave to sing it. He <laughs> It's going down in the DM. Unfortunately, we can't play it because we'd get busted for like copyright infringement and like I'd all get those. busted. They'd probably let you go. <laughs> That's well, maybe. I we could try it. No. Anyway, so we can't play any real music. So we just have David with his cover songs. Anyway, so DM is a way that you message people privately on social media. So that's where the name came from. Um, some people can get in some trouble in the DMs if you want to, you know, if, if you've listened to one of our more recent podcast episodes, we talked about things that can happen in the DMs. But anyway, for us, DMs are our connection and our link to you. And this is your way of, if you have a situation in your life or maybe even a conversation that you've had with your friend um, and you want to reach out to us and just see, you know, how we, and, and I'm just going to say we with our vast wisdom, my vast wisdom and some of David's little puddle of wisdom. <laughs> no, usually Thank this, you. what happens is I read it and I go, hmm I don't know. Is this really a David message? <laughs> yes. That's really what it should be called. Um, you know, this one kind of, uh, this question, and I'll read it in just a second. You're going to be experiencing it in about a Well, I'm not quite there yet, right? <laughs> when your son gets home from his mission. Um, and I have heard a lot of people say, okay, and I think I've probably mentioned this before on the podcast, like when I was, when I was younger and had little kids, and you'd be like at the McDonald Playland or at the park, and you're like, sweating, trying to find your kids, trying to find their shoes that are sprawled out, trying to just stop them from crying or stop them from running the road or whatever it is. And the, the mom that's maybe like 10 years older than you, she looks at you and she goes, it's only going to get worse. And you're like, and you look at them like, you gotta be kidding me. Right. Because you don't want to hear that it's going to get worse because it's hard to have little kids. They are hard work. Um, well, so now I'm kind of like in the middle age, like I've kind of got, you know, I don't have any toddlers anymore, but I haven't got adult kids. And now the message that I hear from my 10 year older friends is just you wait till you have adult children. Cause now you really have no say in their life. They right? They warned you about that before, but they hadn't got to that stage. Right. Yet. So now they can officially say it's, it's hard, you know, and you probably know, um, because we've kind of talked about it a bit, but David and I have been working really diligently. I'm pretty proud of ourselves, actually, um, to prepare for our upcoming seminar, which, so th I don't know what to call it. Like seminar is a little like luxury sounding, workshop. but it's a workshop. Crafting without crafts. <laughs> right. And Just emotions. The, the title of it is called Optimizing Your Influence as a Parent. Here's the thing, you guys, as, as I sit here with my kids that are older, teenagers, we've had struggles. And I'm talking to those moms that are 10 years younger. My advice is to start building that relationship now. Start now. Wherever you are, start now, right? Even a younger child, you don't need to shame them. You don't need to fly off the handle, whatever. If we start building this now, then it's going to be better when you get into some more significant struggles as teenagers and me trying to reassure myself as I 
am really working on this relationship with each one of my children individually of not freaking out, of trying to relate with them, get on the same page. I hope that as, as we move into that adult-child relationship, that it's going to be better, right? Because, I, because I'm putting in the work. And so um, no matter where you are, the hardest relationship you have is the one you have right now, right? I mean, you, you know, you can't go backwards and you can't skip over it. So you just have to work. Unless you're you married to a really crazy person back in the day, then technically that might be hard, but you may proceed. <laughs> okay, so here is the question. Since my sons are adults, how do I convince them that I'm not just in their business and that I just truly want to be connected and be a part of their lives? My nature is to show them respect. I ask their opinions. I ask for help. I try not to give them advice unless they ask me for it directly. Parentheses, this hasn't always been the case, but I have apologized to each of them for the times I overstepped and jumped in without asking for help. And, and parentheses. <laughs> um, and then she mentions that the sons are 26 and 23. And before I hand it over to you, David, I got to say, this is me. Like, I would want my kids to like me, right? I want my, my boys, even though they're older, to, like, I'd want to know what's going on in their lives. I would want to be a part of their lives. Um, but I could imagine, you know, like, how close is too close? And how many times can you text them in a day? I mean, you can imagine <laughs> that as they get older, you might be a little bit too much to swallow at times for them. Frankly, <laughs> Quincy called me a smother this week. A smother? Yes. Right on. So they have smother, Smother's Day instead of Mother's yes. Day? Yes. <laughs> and I have it actually way more more times a year. And it was yeah. just because I was trying to be really helpful with some school homework. She's like, hashtag smother. I mean, I told you we talk like that. But anyway, um, okay. So adult children, connecting with adult children, starting now, you know, all that, all that stuff. Well, to whomever uh, sent in this question, as always, thank you for your DM. And I'm going to paint a picture for you here, okay? Hopefully, your name is not Debbie, because this is the name I <laughs> refer to. And if you're one of our listeners, your name is Debbie, just go with it. It's just, it rhymes with what I'm about to say, okay? He likes rhyming, if you haven't noticed. <laughs> Nobody wants to be the desperate Debbie mom. And here's why you don't want to be it's the desperate really Debbie rhyming. mom. It's rhyming. It's more like, you know, just the D's being the same but you know <laughs> what's the so, word for that okay sorry 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 thank you on <laughs> stating that unnecessary fact but okay <laughs> so desperate debbie mom let me paint this picture for you there's two different types of mom one's one looks far more desperate and the the okay there's two different types of mom. There's a desperate Debbie approach. It comes from the same place. And then there's the, the dominant mom, right? I didn't come up with a name for her, but I'll talk to you about her in a second. So the desperate mom was the mom where her whole entire life, she just wanted to be a mom. And there's nothing wrong with that. I'm just painting the story for you, okay? okay. These I'm are the personality it. types that fall victim to this as their kids get older, but we're going to give you a little suggestion how to not fall victim to this. So... They typically have always wanted to be a mom, 
Or maybe when they became a mom, they were so moved by the experience that they were not only excited to be a mom, but they were scared they're going to be a bad mom. So they want to make sure they do everything to the best of their ability. And they're constantly there showing their kids they love them by being available 24-7. That mom, when she comes up to teenage years with her kids, if that mom, for whatever reason, did not have the best of teenage years herself, having her kids turn teenagers is going to freak her out. It's going to be very scary. And the reason why it's going to be very scary, well, there's lots of reasons, but one of the main reasons why it's going to be really scary for a mom that has teenagers is because if her teenage years were something that she didn't feel successful at, she didn't feel like she learned anything, or maybe she's still kind of dealing with some issues from her teenage years, then she's going to be really wanting the acceptance from her teenagers because she didn't get that acceptance from her peers when she was a teenager. So therefore, she's hoping that if she can get it from her teenagers, that would kind of put to rest some of her insecurities and issues from her teenage years. Oftentimes, it creates it to be really hard for her to connect with her kids when they are teenagers because she doesn't have that skill set. She didn't do it good when she was a teenager, And she's hoping by loving her kids, that's going to give her access to her kids' lives and her kids are going to want to be around her and they're going to want to keep her in the loop. Unfortunately, that's not usually the case. When you become a, when you have your parent with teenagers, it starts to change from you either are going to have to be more of the disciplinarian type where you're going to be the tough love. You're going to be the passive mom that just like wants to do anything to make them happy. And your language of love is just doing anything that, makes them happy, but more importantly, anything that stops them from being mad, right? Like you're trying to, how do I make them from not being uncomfortable? Or you're going to try to be the mom that tries to befriend or be the best friends and buddies with your teenagers. Those moms will talk about last. The first one, the desperate Debbie mom, as I paint that picture, when your kids are teenagers and you start to try to show them love to stay close to them, that love in teenage world can seem really unattractive because it's desperate, hence the desperate Debbie. They sense that you're not comfortable with your role, so since you're not comfortable with your role, you need them to make you feel like they're close to you so you can be comfortable with your role. Again, like we've talked about before, that's the parent putting the responsibility on the teenager to make you feel good so you don't have to get triggered by all your childhood and teenage experiences or make you feel like you're a bad mom. It's not necessary. Now, the other reaction, which I'll focus on these two, which is the befriend and be the best buddy. And then this is the mom that doesn't just try to stay up with the times. She uses things out of context. She tries to be cool and she misses a lot. She says jokes that aren't funny. She tries to share memes that they don't think are funny. She tries to like make little comments and try to be buddy-buddy with them. They don't think that's funny. and The more she tries and the more she fails, the more she gets angry and she either gets mad at them or she has to be even closer of a friend and let her kids do things that she knows she probably shouldn't let them do and get away with because she's trying to be on their good side, okay? Again, these are the two typical ones that you find. How you break the cycle is you have to acknowledge- (laughs) Because I'm sitting here feeling like, oh man, I am in trouble. (laughs) You have to acknowledge a couple basic truths. There's not a parent out there, no matter what personality type you have, that doesn't want, wouldn't prefer, I should say, wouldn't prefer your kids to think you're cool. 
But here's how you're going to, so realistic expectation is you're not a teenager, so don't try to act like a teenager. You're not a teenager, so don't try to dress like a teenager. If you have some certain dress or fashions you have in common, there's a crossover, great. But don't try to compete with your teenager. I've said so many teenage, more specifically girls, happens with guys too, just in a different way. The girls will come to me and say, I feel like I'm in a competition with my mom. My mom is getting dolled up like me, trying to be very attractive like I am, and she's needing the attention that I need as a teenager, but she's a full-grown adult, so now I feel like I'm in a competition with my mom. Or my mom's constantly trying to be in on the inside jokes. Okay, well, I'm not going to do that one. (laughs) (laughs) Or my mom's trying to be on the inside jokes with me and my friends, but she's not on the inside. Okay? So to avoid you getting caught in this trap, first of all, you have to recognize you would prefer having your kids like you and be cool because when 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 your kids are younger, you can't imagine your kids not wanting to hang out with you and not liking you. But to prepare yourself for this, if you tell yourself, I want my kids to like me, I want to be cool, and just acknowledge that that's something you want, admit that to yourself, it's going to help you out a whole lot. Because a lot of parents I talk to, they go, well, I know that, you know, I'm not a teenager and, you know, it's like, you know, they're way more immature and, you know, this, that, and the other. They complain about their teenagers, but yet they're trying to act like they're teenagers to fit in because that's a typical thing to do. So instead of trying to fit in with your teenagers, tell them, make fun of yourself a little bit and say, you know what, I don't understand these inside jokes. But all I want you to do is just let me know if the joke's about me. (laughs) Then guess what you just did? You showed a little bit of a self-deprecation, a little bit you can make the joke about you instead of you're trying to make sure that you understand all the jokes so that you feel like you know what's going on in their life. Teenagers don't want parents who are teenagers and they don't want parents who are old people. They want trusted adults. So to this mom specifically in question, her boys are not teenagers now. They're 23 and 26 years old. She admitted that she'd erred on this a lot. A couple things that she mentioned there that were telltale signs why she was struggling in the beginning. She said, I apologize. And I asked them lots of questions to make sure I'm not bothering them and to make sure that I'm not overstepping my bounds. Listen, You've been trying to apologize, and I'm speaking to this mom and lots of mom, to your kids their whole entire life because you care and your language of love is just being there for them. The problem is when you say sorry all the time, it looks pretty sorry. Mm. Be really mindful not to say, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Don't say sorry all the time because the more you repetitively say sorry, it's not even an apology. You're saying, I'm insecure, I'm insecure, I'm insecure, and make me feel secure by accepting my insecurities. That's not how you're going to get street credit with your teenagers, your young adults, or even your friends. If you feel uncomfortable about your role with them, say this. You know what? Confession time. No questions, just give them statements. I know I've been annoying in the past. I know I've tried to be like all buddy-buddy with you guys. Here's the reality of it is. I've been insecure my whole entire life that my kids aren't going to like me. And I've been insecure that I've done plenty to make you not like me. So here's what I decided I'm going to do. Instead of worrying about all my insecurities, all my fails in the past, because that's not attractive and I don't want to be desperate Debbie, use that terminology. They will laugh, okay? Because they'll go, yeah, you kind of are. But you acknowledge it, you get in front of the conversation and you control the narrative by saying, so here's what I'm going to do. From now on, I'm not going to bother you about all these little things and find little ways to drop by and leave messages and stuff like that. 
I'm going to treat you like an adult instead of treating you like my little kid. And I'm going to tell you some real things. And some of those real things may be like, hey, I love you just thinking about you. Or it may be like, I don't want to guilt trip you into hanging out with me, but if you had time to come over for dinner this weekend, it'd be great. But if not, I'll be fine. You will be blown away when you tell your kids, I would like this, but if you don't have time, whatever, I'm cool too. If they know that they don't have to be the caregiver for your emotions and they don't have to worry about making you feel bad, then they can just be around you and they don't have to worry about making you feel bad. It's the weirdest thing. So many young people have told me specifically, this is probably more of a common thing I hear from the 20s and 30 year olds right now because they're single, they live in Mormonville, Utah and they're 35 years old and they haven't been married and their parents are like, are you okay? Are you doing all right? And they're mom, I'm not doing all right. It's obvious. Like, leave me alone. Why are you bringing up all my insecurities? And then they wonder why my mom, this one girl recently, she's like, my mom wonders why I don't want to hang out with and talk to her because she brings up all my dating life and I don't want to talk about that unless I want to talk about it. I want to bring it up on my own time. So met with the mom, met with her. And the mom was like, well, I just love her. And I'm just worried about her. Go, that's the problem. (laughs) She's 35 years old and you're worried about her. You can be worried about her and you can play it freaking cool. Pretend that you're not worried about her. Bring up topics that have nothing to do about her. And by the way, don't bring up topics about other people who are struggling with their relationship life because she knows you're really just trying to talk about hers. It has to be something with no agenda, no nothing. You have to say, you know what? I've made this mistake in the past. Clear the air. I don't blame you if you feel like I've been overbearing and trying to control your life, but I'm going to do something different. Tell them what you're going to do. You're just going to kind of be there for them. But then instead of saying, am I doing a good job? Am I doing a good job? And asking them to tell you if you're screwing up or not, just say, you have my permission if I'm doing too much to say, whoa, pump the brakes there. Give me a, f- a fake symbol in front of friends. Like some people make up words. They'll be like, oh, the brakes, the brakes. Oh yeah, I need to pump them. Okay. <laughs> Just have a little insight saying like, please tell me if I'm doing too much because I don't want to apologize and be the desperate mom. I just want to be there for you. Man, that will help so many of your kids by knowing that you're confident instead of you're worrying that, that you're not looking confident. So you need them to tell you that you're okay. Do not do that. Start this in teenage years. Let them know that if you're having a bad day and you're sad, it's just a bad day and being sad. If they think you're mad at them or if they think they were the cause of your issue, say, you know what? It didn't help. But to be totally honest, you're the best thing in my life. And yeah, I'm frustrated at the moment, but you know me, I'll get over it tomorrow. Put them at ease that you can handle whatever the life's thrown at you. Even if you're not sure you can handle it all the time, you have to model for them that you can figure it out. Because if you're modeling for your kids that you can figure it out, guess what they're learning about themselves that they can figure it out too. I feel like this also might be like a good, a good time to talk about those mic drop texts. We've talked about them before. Um, but, you know, we talk about mic drop with our kids and you guys, I've had to work really hard at this and it's, you know, you can do mic drop. I I think I want to clarify what, what we mean by mic drop, just kind of going back to the early, you know, we talked, we used to talk about, we talked about it a lot in earlier podcasts. Basically a mic drop is a statement 
that you do not expect more information to come your way. It's not a conversation. And then, and then you actually walk away leaving an opening slash invitation for that child, individual, spouse, whoever, to come and, and give you, add to that conversation when they're ready on their terms, right? I call it, just help you guys remember this. I don't know if I ever told you this, Heidi. I call it, um, I call it uh, invitation. Wait, let's take it back. I'm, I'm going backwards now. I call it uh, validation and invitation. So you're validating okay. them. You're validating them. Well, technically it's intention, validation, and invitation. You're stating my intention is Hang just- on. I got to write that down. Okay. Intention. Intention, validation, and invitation. Okay. So the intention, the first thing is, for example, if you say a mic, good mic drop is, I just want to let you know that no matter what you're going through, I have your back. So now you're stating your intention. Your intention is, I support you. And then the validation is, it seems like you're going through something. You might be having a bad day. I'm not sure if you are or not. That's the validation that you see them. You recognize there's something off with them, but you're not trying to insinuate you know what it is. You're just validating that you're sensing something. Then the invitation is, don't know if you want to talk about it. Or I don't even know if it's a real thing. Maybe my spider senses are off and I think something's wrong with you and it's really not. So if there is something you'd like to talk to me about, please. I'd be more than willing to listen. I don't have to say anything. I just want to let you know, like I said before, I'm here for you. Okay. I'm, I really, I could have used this information yesterday. <laughs> no, no, this, this whole like three part intention, because you know, it's hard for me to make statements. <laughs> and so I think having this broken down, um, so while this can and happen. I remember it because just last week I did it with someone or I was counseling with someone and they go, what was that thing? Intention. I was like, oh, that's right. I used to tell everybody a specific way to make statements. So I apologize for not sharing this sooner, but I forgot like for three months until someone reminded me. Yeah, that, that would have been good. Um, Just another I like, step, another I like linear that and, step to kind of. I like that because sometimes when I'm trying to put it together, it's like, okay. And then what? <laughs> yeah. So really state good. intention, so, give validation and offer an invitation. So here's the thing. When that mic drop happens, it might happen in your kitchen, right? When they come home from school, it might happen when they're playing video games or, or whatever. It can also happen in a text. I think as a mom, and I find myself this way, it doesn't matter if it's my spouse or a kid or even somebody at work that we, we're kind of duking it out in one way or another. I want to finish that conversation right now. I want to get it all out. I want to work through it. I want I want a resolution. And I think that that's a, a normal need for, for a human. So being able to separate yourself from that need to resolve that minute and allowing there to be this kind of breather time and let it be on that person's terms. So the reason why I brought this up is if you're struggling to connect with, with your son or your, your older adult child, and I feel weird giving any thoughts when I haven't experienced it, but I think that giving these statement style, mic drop style texts 
Maybe they're not in your house. Maybe they're off at school or whatever. And a text is a very good way too, because once you press send and you're not asking them, hey, will you tell me if you're okay with what I just sent you? Right, right. And then yeah. you're like, did they see it? Just, it, it hasn't been you're read. You're saying it. Think about that approach. It's such a confident, a mic drop. Okay, for those of you, the literal thing of a mic drop, think of a your best band, the best group you've ever seen. They play a song, it's their final song, and then they just drop the mic and walk away. When you drop the mic, no one comes back from that. It's a statement of it's done, and you don't need to make me feel better. I'm just stating this walking away. Those statements make conversations less fearful for your kids. If you're constantly saying, hey, I just want to let you know how much I love you and I'm always here, I support you, and then you pause, you go... You know, because I'm sorry, because I feel like in the past, I've done a lot of times, (laughs) and they're like, wait, you lost me at I'm sorry. As soon as you start to go down the path, they're like, wah, 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 Charlie Brown's freaking teacher. It's just a bunch of white noise, and you lost them because people like those short nuggets of truthful statements that they can digest. And since you walked away, by the way, the mic drop walk away, it creates space. The person gets to choose how they want to respond, how they want to feel. But every time people do this, people say, you know, that's a whole lot better than sitting there trying to have a conversation about something I didn't want to talk about in the first place. And instead of motivating me to not want to spend time with my mom, now I'm thinking being around my mom is light and it's easy and it's not shameful. So in a nutshell, I feel like we got more than we bargained for in this damn because I didn't really know that I was going to get like a whole little mic drop tutorial. I'm pretty stoked about that. So I'm going to just repeat that for all of you who maybe didn't have um, a piece of paper. So go ahead and say that one more time. The three part, the three steps to a powerful mic drop is state your intention, give validation and offer an invitation. I love that. Dang it. That's a good one. Like where if you follow those three steps, your mic drops will be more effective. Your statements will be more clear but after you do the validation, you mic drop. Remember, there ain't, don't say anything else at that time period. Just let it be. Yep. And for a mom to make a statement like, I love you boys. I know I freak out and worry a lot, but don't worry. I'm going to be freaking out a whole lot less because you know what I decided to do now that you're 20 years old, 26, 23? I'm going to work on me. And I've been listening to this podcast and I realized that all the times I'm wondering about you guys, it makes me less attractive and you think about all the things I need to do like or all things you need to do to stay away from me. Instead, I'm going to be doing so many cool things that you're going to want to hang out with me. That's what. <laughs> now, Boom. that's the extremely cocky version. Like for you, very passive, shy moms, don't start there. <laughs> don't want to be too over aggressive. All joking aside, just make simple statements. Follow through those three steps. Practice it with different scenarios of people that you just want to let them know something and that they don't have to respond right away. And you know what? And by the way, this does drastically increase the probability your kids are going to want to hang out with you and they're going to come start random conversation with you because they don't have to have a conversation. Yeah. They don't feel any pressure. Yeah. So leave all the peppering questions aside um, until you get them chatting. So relate first, right? Okay. That wasn't it, but go ahead. I'm really, I'm <laughs> relate I'm... first. Okay, never mind. <laughs> it was intention, validation, invitation. Yep. Super awesome. All right. So thank you again for sending in your DM. We love hearing from you. And if you have a question or concern, a scenario that you would like us to weigh in on here at Light the Fight, 
go ahead and email us at lightthefight.com. Um, there's a place there on our website where you can submit a question or make a comment, you know, whatever. Or you can actually slip into the DMs in, in at Instagram, on Instagram, at lightthefight. Um, and we, like I said, we kind of um, filter through the questions and um, we love to share them and we appreciate your following along and being part of the journey and listening and, and hopefully, you know, not you know, being desperate. And if you pay really close to our podcast and you're sitting here thinking, going, it's quite interesting how all the DMs happen to be things that Heidi wants to talk about. <laughs> it's because this podcast should have been named Free Counseling for Heidi and Friends. That's right. That's right. And you <laughs> no. guys are all my friends. You guys are It just are so my happens friends. that Heidi has a lot of things that she can relate to a lot of the topics. <laughs> well, um, in my most desperate Debbie needy self, I, um, I sign out once again and we'll catch you next time. 